Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. It may be cold outside, but Leon Tailoring keep you nice and warm without burning a hole in your pocket. That's right, if you need a nice new coat or maybe need a sweater or a heavier jacket or a heavier blouse, no matter what it is, Leon Tailoring, Larry, Norm, Kim, and Judy can take care of you this winter season. So, like I said, it's the Midwest, it's cold outside, but Leon Tailoring always keep you nice and warm and comfortable, and once again, without burning holes in any of your pockets. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. I know they'd be happy to see you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown. Indianapolis. Well, any lawmakers, when they come back on Monday, we'll be discussing the budget and other things. And so join us on the Newsline. Talk about Indiana's uh, budget, as well as its financial situation. Is the new head of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute, Stephanie Wells. Stephanie got the job back in November. So, Stephanie, uh, thank you for very much being with us. Looking forward to our, to our future chats, and this one as well. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Abdul. So how would you describe uh, Indiana's financial situation these days? You know, all in all, pretty good. Um, I think considering um, how inflation has been um, impacting the entire country um, and and just the economy over the last several years, I think the revenue forecast showed us that um, we're we're doing okay, right? Um, So revenue growth is going to be pretty flat, but... um, you know, not necessary to um, particularly cut spending, although inflation will have an impact on the dollars that are allocated in the budget, right? Your money's not going to go quite as far with inflation being what it is, but uh, overall pretty good. And that's what I was kind of wondering about, uh, which was the uh, sort of, obviously Indiana's doing okay, much better than other places right now, but obviously we still have uh, needs, programs that need to be paid for. I want to say Senator Mishler, who's the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee, said that, uh, there were $700 million in requests, but Indiana only had $600 million in new revenue. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to budgeting, right? That happens in every uh, biennium, so that doesn't really surprise me. Um, but, you know, uh, with and here we go with my dog. Um, <laughs> but um, so that doesn't really surprise me, but... Um, you know, and especially with the request from the governor to increase um, spending with education um, and economic development, you know, um, they're going to have to make some, some big decisions, right? And it's funny, it's funny you bring that up, too, because I want to say also uh, that in those big decisions uh, is, the governor's sort of, is the governor's health care initiative. And don't, don't worry, we have two dogs at home, so I totally understand when the dog barks, uh, the dog barks, <laughs> so, so, so not a worry. Uh, let's talk about that. Uh, when... Uh, when the when the governor put out his proposal, you got he's got his health care plan out there. Uh, I want to say he originally called for two hundred forty million dollars in change. Looks like it may get right. about like one hundred twenty five million and some change. Uh, what do you see happening in the healthcare universe? I mean, looking into my magic crystal ball, right? Um, there will be increases in healthcare spending, likely. Um, probably somewhere between what the governor asked for and, and um, you know, status quo. I think that fiscal leaders are going to, over the next four months, have to decide, uh, you know, especially when they see revenues um, towards the end of session. Um, they're just going to figure out how much they can make that spend. Like I said, healthcare is expensive. Uh, is important. It's expensive, um, but they have to balance that with, you know, our our needs in case of 12 education. Um, and also, you know, the governor's asked for increased spending and economic development. So I think um, there's a lot for them to figure out. Uh, so, yeah, I think there will be an increase, but how much? I have no, no idea. How big is Indiana's surplus, by the way? Because we hear... <laughs> We, we hear $6 billion is, is, is one number, but then we hear when, when, when it's dedicated toward other funds, it's really only like $2 billion. 
Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, there's some semantic differences. I think the reality is that there's a, a big chunk of that surplus that um, is not fungible. In other words, it can't really um, be moved around to fund other services. So um, I, I share your question. I'm having, or the Fiscal Policy Institute is hosting um, key fiscal staff from the General Assembly on January 27th. And one of the things that we're going to talk about is exactly how big is the surplus, uh, in which accounts are the, the funds, and how much of it is actually available to to spend um, in this next budget. And I think you're probably going to be closer to that $2 billion, but I'd like for them to speak for themselves. And yes, I've actually signed up for that panel yesterday, so we'll we'll, 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 we'll be there too. <laughs> Our guest on the yeah. today is Stephanie Wells. Stephanie is the head, the new head of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. They're the nonpartisan uh, sort of sort of sort of budgeting forecast. Look at the, the budgets and, and revenue issues here uh, in the state of Indiana. So we're happy to have Stephanie uh, on the program. Uh, Stephanie, another thing that also came up recently uh, was the possible elimination of state income taxes and other uh, right. other tax reforms. Uh, What's going on there? Uh, first of all, can Indiana afford to get rid of its income tax? So the answer is I don't know, Abdul. Um, I'm the the fiscal policy nerd side of me is very excited to um, look into this in 2023, and it's my understanding from comments that Senator Holdman has made um, while discussing this issue is that they're going to um, study this before they do it. So this isn't necessarily something that they're going to um, do this year. Um, he has intentions in starting a blue ribbon panel to look at um, the phase out of income tax and other potential pro uh, tax reforms, perhaps property tax reforms. Um, so the answer is, I don't know, um, but I'm excited to learn more about it and, and see what they're going to be looking at. And of course, the Fiscal Policy Institute um, will be happy to come alongside and provide analysis and research um, on all of these. This is a kind of what we live for, right? <laughs> exactly. Obviously, uh, when you talk about uh, getting rid of the state income tax, that's billions of dollars in revenue. you got to make it up from somewhere unless you're going to just do some major, major spending cuts. And so I guess my question is, and, and other states have, uh, have looked at eliminating their income tax. What do they do? Do they, do they raise sales taxes? Do they uh, include taxes on services? How do, how do they make up for that lost revenue? Yeah, so um, I don't know that any state has um, figured this out perfectly, right? So one of the things that uh, is potentially on our radar for this year is to figure out a couple of models about states who have um, done this well or done this um you know, okay, and see what their success rate has been. Um, I, I hope that's what the blue uh, blue ribbon panel also decides to do. So um, the answer is we're, we'll be looking into that. Um, it is a concern. Uh, the Fiscal Policy Institute, you know, also spends a fair amount of time talking about spending policies, not just taxation policies. So um, you know, maintaining. Um, strong revenues um, tax, you know, and taxation um, so that we can spend the money where it needs to go uh, is important. So we'll be looking into that. Um, so that's not a simple answer, right? And there's probably a couple of different ways um, that you could offset the loss of income tax revenue. Uh, what do you see happening in the property tax universe? Because uh, we've been talking about this uh, for a while when we had last year's assessment sort of go through the roof, and now we're going to see it in, in the property tax bills. Yeah, so um, this is really uh, relevant to the Fiscal Policy Institute. So as you know, for the past 35 years, we've been sort of a leader 
on research and property tax, and we were there um, during the, the property tax caps and, uh, and before. And we understand that there's a lot of interest in property tax. We're certainly interested um, as well. And so what we hope to do this year is level set and provide some educational opportunities for policymakers and other stakeholders to kind of explain the really confusing property tax system in Indiana, uh, its impact on uh, local governments, its impact on local school districts. Um, and so uh, I don't think that we're going to come to a consensus solution uh, in this biennium. I could be wrong, but we're, uh, but we're going to continue to look at that uh, starting later in the first quarter um, and throughout the rest of the year. So, um, Stay tuned on that one. Uh, do you see uh, sort of the same property tax revolt that happened, oh gosh, back in 2006, 2007, sort of resurfacing in 2022, 2023? Well, you know, that was before my time, after all. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I do think, um, you know, as, you know, property tax bills go up, um, taxpayers uh, and property owners are, are going to have feelings about that, right? So um, for sure, um, the lawmakers are going to be hearing from their constituents um, and from their, their local governments on this issue. And so it's going to be top of mind for sure. And I jokingly say the property tax bills will be out just in time for the May primary. Go figure. So. <laughs> This isn't funny how that works. Exactly. Our guest on the program today is Stephanie Wells. Stephanie is the new head of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. They are the nonpartisan and unbiased research uh, on the impact of taxing and spending policies uh, here in Indiana. And they're, they're Stephanie's committed to uh, doing it in 2023, just like they have for the past 35 years and change. Uh, Stephanie, uh, teacher pay uh, continues to be a, 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 a concentrated issue here uh, in the state of Indiana. Uh, what do you see happening with teacher? First of all, is teacher pay a state issue or a local issue? Well, I think it's a labor force issue, right? Um, uh, for better or worse, we're in an inflationary time. And part of that, part of that is because um, a lot of folks have seen their wages go up. Um, no one can argue about whether uh, because of inflation, their ability to spend or to save has gone up. But um, so I would say teacher pay, police officer pay, uh you know, barista pay, everybody's pay is an issue. Um, so I think it is both a state um, and a local issue. Um, and it's uh, critical, right, that we um, keep an eye on this because we want to have, um, you know, good quality teachers. So um, this is a this is a tough one for sure. Uh, Stephanie Wells with us for a few minutes on the program today. Uh, Stephanie, also uh, the governor's looking at economic development and looking at it from a, from a little bit of a different way. Uh, because before, yeah. back in the old days, used to be if you had good roads and you know good infrastructure, that's what did it. Now it has totally changed, and now it's more of a quality of life uh, related yeah. type issue. Uh, what do you see happening? First of all, how does that impact Indiana's economic uh, tax and fiscal policy? Uh, but what lawmakers want to do with sort of this quality of life as far as economic development goes? Yeah. Gosh, this is um, an issue that's really interesting to me. Um, so, you know, the LEAP uh, project in Boone County, which is my hometown, actually, um, the Innovation Development District, a model that the Indiana Economic Development Corporation is starting to undertake in, in different parts of the, the state is just, um, it's really interesting, right? So, Determining um, how that spend is going to impact local communities, um, 
negatively and positively and figuring out what the ultimate return on investment on those are going to be um, is something that I see the Fiscal Policy Institute working on for many, many years. Um, this is a big change in how we've done um, economic development in Indiana. And I would also say what's very interesting to me is um, – You know, the Economic Development Corporation has um, often been very engaged with business attraction, and and, and they're clearly still doing that. But also, um, they start spending more resources and more time on business uh, retention and expansion for the businesses that are already here. That's also something that's exceptionally interesting um, in in order to, to maintain the health and the growth of the Hoosier companies that are already here and already employing people. So a lot of interesting stuff. Um, going on at IEDC, I will be interested to see how much of the governor's ask um, ends up in the final budget. And it's interesting that uh, that you bring that up because once again, uh, with, with with the LEAP program up in Boone County, the, the rating grants are mm-hmm. out there, uh, it seems that Indiana sort of taken a, a new approach, a different approach yeah. uh, to economic development. And one thing that has surprised me the most uh, since I came here in 2004 is it seems that the, the silos are coming down. Uh, between local communities. For example, there's back in the old days, there's no way Karma would ever work with Fishers, would ever work uh, with Zionsville, would ever work with Cicero, et cetera, et cetera. Now it seems like those walls are coming down because people realize, hey, guess what? We can actually get more done if we work together and we try to compete with each other. Yeah, right? Uh, it's very it's it's very interesting, and it will be interesting to see. You know, we've had regional cities and now ready. Um, it will be interesting to see what, uh, what IEDC and the governor can do with Ready 2.0 and then um, – you know, kind of track the impacts, um, you know, on individual projects, but also, you know, how is this help regionally, regional growth and collaboration? And that's just so interesting. Stephanie, right. well, yeah, exactly. Stephanie Wells with us for a few minutes on the program day. Stephanie, any other sort of fiscal issues you guys will be taking a look at or paying attention to uh, over the course mm-hmm. of this budget session? Yeah, for sure. So we've talked a little bit, Abdul, you and I, about um, K-12 education, but uh, of real interest to me um, professionally, but also uh, to to Fiscal Policy um, Institute stakeholders and members is talent development, right? And so also known as workforce development. And so I think that we'll be um, doing analysis and research on, you know, how we – increase our labor force participation uh, in Indiana? You know, what are the barriers to employment for folks that are already here that are, for whatever reason, not participating in the labor force? And how do we make it easier um, for them to be successful in full-time gainful employment that provides opportunities for upward economic um, mobility? Um, So that's something that we'll continue to work on because that's an evergreen issue, right, for um, not only existing employers, but also for the companies that IEDC is trying to get to move into the state. And so that's something we're going to be spending um, a lot of time throughout the year and beyond um, looking at. Uh, any uh, look at, uh, and this because a story in the newspapers this week uh, on uh, sort of the, the Indiana sort of social conservative streak uh, sort of being a problem for, for younger folks, particularly in, in the tech industry. Is that part of uh, what we look at with, with talent development is how our policies that may not necessarily yeah. that may not necessarily immediately be made, uh, the regular people may not immediately make the connection uh, between the two, but there is a connect, but there's something there. I uh, th- 
that might be the case. I think that would be interesting to study from a talent attraction or potentially a remote worker perspective, um, which is a little bit different than, you know, trying to remove barriers or talk about, um, you know, helping the folks that are already Hoosiers. But definitely um, something potentially to be looked at. Um, So, yeah, I mean, this is a huge problem. We have to um, have the workers here for the businesses um, to be successful. Uh, Final question for you, Stephanie. What would you say is Indiana's uh, biggest fiscal challenge uh, this budget session? Oh, golly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know it's like asking how big is big. I know, right? Well, I think there are, I mean, to get back to where we started, Abdul, um, we have some three big asks uh, in this budget, health care, economic development, and education and workforce development. Those are all really important. And all of those need to be addressed. And so figuring out how to take our limited resources and how to allocate those to maximize effectiveness is going to be, a, you know, a big challenge for fiscal leaders. And so um, there's not one thing they need to concentrate on, in, in my opinion. All right. Well, I guess on the program today has been Stephanie Wells, the new head of the Indiana Fiscal Policy Institute. They're the nonpartisan uh, organization for the past 35 years to look at Indiana's fiscal situation, whether it's taxes and whether it's spending. So, Stephanie, thank you very much for being with us. And my spider sense tells me we'll probably be talking a little bit more this session and beyond. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, Abdul. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.